Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for August 14th, 2020. So it's a Friday morning. I love closing out the week strong and heading into the weekend strong. But before I get into the message for this morning, I have two things to share with you by way of notes. Two notes to share with you on this morning, and then I'm going to get into the word. So real quick, the first thing is that me and my family, we're going to be on vacation next week. So rest is spiritual, right? As a believer. Now, for a long time, for many years, I've been doing today's word for 23 years. And for probably um, probably 17, 18 of those years, I did today's word even when I was on vacation. Uh, but a few years ago, the Lord released me. It was like, no, when you go, when you take a break, take a break. Rest is spiritual. We all need, like, like I'm in this for the long haul, right? So uh, there's no retirement plan for the believer. <laughs> so I, I'm going to be a preacher to the day I die. So if I'm going to do this for the long haul, I need to learn to take a break and to take a knee and to get some rest. And so I'm going to do that. And uh, so I'm not going to share today's word next week. I have thousands of messages online, though. So you can go to the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Rick Pina. You can go to our website, todaysword.org. Uh, you can download the podcast. It's in the Apple iTunes store. Um, I mean, we have, we have an app. We have lots of resources. And everything we offer you is free. So please take advantage of the word. Lots of messages. And then please do me a favor. Pray for me and my family. I just want to take a break want to decompress because the kids are going to be in school real quick. And so we just want to do this and get that out of the way, get some rest before the kids go back to school. All right. The second thing is, I don't normally share uh, testimonies with you guys, but I just felt led to share this one. So someone I've been ministering to for a long time, for many years, actually, um, yeah, 16, 17 years or so, I've been ministering to this young man. And this is what he, he texted me last night. He said, Rick, praise God. I just want to share with you the good news that I have finally surrendered myself and I no longer serve two masters. The Holy Spirit now leads me as a lampshade unto my feet. God is also using our daughter, the light of our life, to guide us and to follow the golden rule. I am back on track for God's purpose in my life. I feel so unworthy, yet grateful, relaxed, and filled with boundless energy." That at the end of the day, that's it. That's it. That's what ministry is all about. It's the love and the power of God is flowing through us as humans, right? And, and God ministers to us and then God ministers through us. I've been preaching the gospel for 23 years and I never get tired of hearing testimonies like that. And I'm actually humbled by the fact that God would use me, a Dominican kid from Brooklyn, to reach someone else. So may you too be ministered by this, uh, ministered to by God through this ministry. I just pray that this ministry is a blessing to you. Thank you for allowing me to speak into your life. So let's get into the word for this morning. Here we go. So I've been teaching a series entitled Greater is Coming. This is part nine. The title of today's message is Overcoming All Fear. Overcoming All Fear. I'm covering 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 1 through 11 overcoming all fear. Let's get into it. Here we go. So we finally cross over into chapter 17, 1 Samuel chapter 17. 
And in this chapter, the, you know, David's story shifts the focus from David to Saul. So the spirit of the Lord was no longer on Saul. He, he no longer had the grace of God for national leadership. Basically, he was fired and he didn't even know it. <laughs> and during this time, uh, when God's favor had left Saul, the Philistines came and they mustered their army up against Israel. And the Philistine army camped between Sukkah in Judah and Azekah, Ephes Damim. And so there they are. And Saul countered by getting his army. And, and so the, the Israelite army came and they stood on, on, on the other side of the embankment. And so what was between them was the Valley of Elah. Right. And so this is just like the scene, a scene from a movie. So you, here you have the Philistines on one side and the Israelites on the other side. And there's a valley in between. And so now that the scene is set, a Philistine champion, he comes out from the crowd and he's from Gath and his name is Goliath. And he comes out of the ranks and he faces Israelite forces by himself. Now, this man was a beast. He was he was towering over every other man. He was over nine feet tall. His armor, just his armor weighed 125 pounds. He had a javelin, right? And just the head on the spear weighed 15 pounds. And, and his armor was so, I mean, his armor was so big that another man, an armor bearer had to carry it. So here he is, he's walking. He has his armor bearer. He has all this stuff. And he stood out there in front of the Israelites. And he says to the Israelites, why are all of you coming out to fight? I am the Philistine champion, but you are only the servants of Saul. Now choose you one man to come down here and fight me. If he kills me, then we will be your slaves. But if I kill him, then you will be our slaves. I defy the armies of Israel today. Send me a man who will fight me. Now when Saul and the Israelites saw this and they heard this, instead of having confidence in God, the same God who, who had already seen them through a bunch of battles, the Bible says, this is terrible, the Bible says that they were terrified and deeply shaken. They were terrified and deeply shaken. Man, are you kidding me? Their, their heart was pumping Kool-Aid. There was a time when Saul operated in faith, but in this moment, they were operating in fear. And I've taught on fear, listen, I've taught on fear for many years, over 20 years. So if you go to my website, there's a bunch of stuff on fear, and I'm going to deal with it again today. Fear is an incapacitating force. Fear can stop even the strongest person in their tracks. Fear is an expression of your confidence in Satan. Fear and faith are like cousins. Faith is an expression of your confidence in God. And fear is an expression of your confidence in Satan and his threats. So if you are afraid, actually, you, you are expressing confidence. You believe that something bad is going to happen to you. So what does this mean to you today? I have five things to share with you on this Friday morning. As I share these five things, I want you to rid yourself of all distractions and open up your heart to receive. Five things. Number one, here we go. Satan will attempt to get you to play by his rules and to see things his way. Now, Goliath comes down and says, hey, this is how we're going to do this thing. One man is going to come fight me, and if he kills me, we're your slaves. If I kill him, you're our slaves. Wait a minute. Who said that, that you get to set the rules? You know what I'm saying? And so Satan will always try to frame something. He will always try to set the rules. And Saul foolishly accepted what Satan had established. Don't make this mistake. You don't have to accept what Satan is saying. Satan is going to come to you with stuff. You don't have to accept it. 
Just like he's trying to get you to doubt God when he tells you something, hey, you're going to fail. It's not going to work out. You can doubt him. Oh, I doubt it. That's not going to happen. Mm -mm. That's not going to happen for me. You don't have to accept Satan's perspective. Satan will always frame the problem worse than what it is. He will always, uh, listen, you can just reject his characterization and choose to see things from God's perspective. You'd be like, okay, that's the way you see it, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna see it that way. I see it from God's point of view. If you allow Satan to set the conditions, look at me. Right now we're in the middle of COVID-19. We got kids about to go back to school. The economy has not turned around yet. If you allow Satan to set the conditions in your mind, if you allow Satan to frame the problem for you, then you are your starting point is messed up. Your starting point is skewed. You are always going to see things through the lens of failure, if you allow Satan to set the conditions for you. Whereas if you look at things from God's perspective, from God's point of view, then you will always see victory. Not only will you see victory, is that you won't see victory as your destination. You will see victory as your starting point. And by, by the grace of God, you'll be like, no, 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 I already have the victory. I am actually going from victory to victory. I'm going from faith to faith by faith. And so you will see victory as your starting point. You will realize that the victory has already been provided. You will realize that the battle has already been won. You will realize that you're actually starting out from a position of victory, that you're not trying to get a victory. You already have the victory and you're not going to walk out what God has already provided. Your faith is laying hold of God's grace and therefore you can walk into a challenging situation knowing that greater is coming for you. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, you cannot be in faith and in fear at the same time. I've taught you this before, but I is worth repeating. Listen, once Saul and his soldiers were in fear, then they were no longer in faith. They had no confidence in God. You cannot allow your heart to fear. You cannot allow your heart to be afraid. Fear is an expression of your confidence that something bad is going to happen to you. If you allow fear into your heart, then you are, and you're confident that the worst is going to happen, then your heart is no longer in faith all your confidence in, is gone. And, and watch this. Your heart is actually open to Satan and your heart is open to Satan's desires. You should learn from Job. Job said, what I fear the most has come upon me. If you fear, you should never fear because what you fear will come upon you. Fear cancels out faith. Faith cancels out fear. So you have to choose which one are you going to operate in, fear or faith? Now look at me as I close out this point. 2020 may not be playing out the way that you want it. I understand it. 2020 may not be what you expected. I got it. But regardless of how things are right now, you have to resist fear. Fear tolerated is faith contaminated. You must resist fear at all costs. Do, the Bible says in John 14, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not allow your hearts to be afraid. If you are troubled, if you are afraid, you, you let it happen. You, you, you have the power to let it happen or not to let it happen. Jesus said, do not allow, do not permit, do not let your heart be troubled. Do not let your heart be afraid. Mm -mm. You believe in God. Jesus said, believe also in me. And so, so God is still God. His promises are still true. Everything that he said is going to come to pass in your life. That's why I keep telling you greater is coming for you. You got it? All right. Number three. Now we have a real enemy who uses fear as his tool, just like God is real, Satan is real, right? And so Satan uses fear as his greatest tool. If Satan can get you over into fear, he can act, get you actually to stop 
acting like God's representative in this world. The Bible says, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. But if you operate in fear, you're no longer operating like Jesus. So you have to resist fear at all costs. And how do we do it? 1 John 4 and 8, 1 John 4 and 18 tells us that there is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out all fear. So this is what you do. Look at me. You meditate and you medicate on the love of God. You remind yourself that God loves me. God loves me. God loves me. Matter of fact, God loves me and I know it. And so when you meditate on the fact that God loves you and he loves you in an unconditional way, and when you know that God loves you and that he made plans for you before the world began, then you have nothing to fear. What do I have to fear? What do I have to fear when I know that God loves me? Remind yourself right now, even right now, God loves you. Say, God loves me. Say, God loves me. Watch this. Say, God loves me and I know it. See, when you know that God made plans for you before the world began, that he is tirelessly dedicated to those plans, that he is going to see those plans come to pass in your life, and you meditate on this long enough, listen, then you you will realize that fear will dissipate in the presence of God's love. You got it? Number four, our enemy uses images, images, images. So Goliath's sheer size struck fear in the Israelites. He was just a man. But he came across like he was invincible. Now, he looked invincible, and this image struck fear in the hearts of the Israelites. Satan will attempt to make your situation look worse than what it actually is. So he knows that if he can develop an image of failure in your heart or upon the canvas of your mind's eye, then you actually defeat yourself before you ever get started. If you see failure before you get started, you've already failed. If he can get you to to accept the image of failure, images are powerful. Satan will cast images and and he will cast these images of of failure upon the canvas of your mind's eye, which is why you have to meditate and meditate on God's word day and night. If you're meditating and meditating on God's word, then the word of God is going to create other images. You're going to see images of victory, images of success images of overcoming. And when you start seeing those images and you believe what God believes about you, you see in those images and you're convinced that God is going to do these things in your life. And you start to see yourself the way that God sees you. And you get, faith is not you convincing God. You get convinced of God. Faith is what happens when God convinces you. And you look at those images and you say, no, 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 no. The best is yet to come. Forward ever, backward never. Greater is coming for me. I can see myself doing this. I can see myself doing that. I can see myself on the other side of this storm, on the other side of this challenge. Once you see it, then you will be it. And it's only a matter of time. And then number five and finally, last point for this week and then really this weekend and and I'm going to be gone next week. Last point, your God is bigger than your enemy. Listen, you got to get this down in your heart. Your God is bigger than your enemy. Paul asked this question in Romans 8 and 31. If God be for us, (laughs) who can be against us? He said, if God is for us, and he is, who can be against us? Let me answer that question for you. Whoever wants to lose. Whoever comes up against me is going to lose. And the only way I can lose is if I quit. And if it doesn't look like I'm winning, it's because the battle is not over. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. And so so as big as Goliath was, as big as he thought he was, big and bad and bold and all this stuff, he wound up dead and decapitated. Why? Because because there came a young man who believed God. And I'm saying that that's the fate of everyone who comes up against the children of God. You must have more confidence, which is faith, in God 
than confidence, which is fear, in the enemy. You have to believe God. Our God is bigger than coronavirus. He's bigger than COVID-19. He's bigger than the economy right now. Our God is bigger than anything. And guess what? God lives in you. And he is on you and in you and with you and for you. What do you have to be afraid of? You have nothing to fear. Say amen to that. All right, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith, and I'm going to release you now. Say, Father, my heart is open to your best. I expect you to do all you said you would do in my life. I know you are with me every step of the way. Your presence brings with it peace. Your presence and your love give me confidence. Now, I am so convinced that you are on me, in me, with me, and for me that I refuse to allow fear to get a hold of my heart. Fear is not a factor for me. I overcome fear because I'm rooted and grounded in your love. Perfect love casts out all fear. So I declare no fear here. Fear has no power over me. I am fully persuaded that what you have promised, you will perform in my life before I die, which is why I keep saying greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and Prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org and sign up and get the messages. Uh, put in your email address and you'll get all my notes every day in your email inbox for free. So listen, go into this day, go into this weekend. And really next week I have lots of content. So watch somebody else or go to the website. But listen, uh, as I take a break, I thank you in advance for praying for me. But go knowing that you have nothing to fear. Fear has no power over you right? Meditate and meditate on God's love. Meditate on God's goodness. And the more you do, you're going to get to the point where God convinces you. And when, once you're convinced, once you are fully persuaded that you are going to be the man, the woman that God called you to be, nothing can stop you. Because at that point, stopping you would mean stopping God and God cannot be stopped. So do me a favor, leave me some comments in the chat. Uh, leave me a, or even give me a testimony like the one I got today. If you have a testimony, share something with me in the chat and then share this on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I will see you a week from Monday. I love you and God loves you more. God bless you.